Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way. You are watching the 10 for 10 series and we are moving along going through 10 topics in 10 minutes or the best we can get to anyway. And what are we talking about today? We're talking about this mysterious endeavor to be found pleasing to Yahweh. To ple- How do we walk in a manner that's pleasing to our Elohim? Is set apart, righteous, holy, consecrated, ones who are who are deemed like the sun which is well pleasing and received into his sight and our primary text today is going to be just one verse for the most part in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 28 which says therefore since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken let us show gratitude by which we may offer to Yahweh an acceptable service with reverence and all and it concludes with verse 29 which is worth reading <laughs> for our Elohim is a consuming fire So this question is, how do we worship our Elohim in a manner that's pleasing to him? Because you ask this question, you ask this question to 10 different people, you will probably get at least nine different answers. How do you walk in a manner that's pleasing to the Father? Well, I do this, I do that. They may say, I give money to this ministry, or I serve on this ministry team at my church, or I read my Bible every morning, or, or this is these are things we do to please the Father. Um, but just allow me to be blunt for the sake of time and getting right to our um, main subject here. Do you know what is pleasing to Yahweh? I'm going to give you a second to truly think about that. It's not a sarcastic question. I ask myself this with great regularity. Do you know what is pleasing to him? If you do, if you have an answer, how have you arrived at that answer? How do you know what is pleasing to Yahweh? If you answer yes, you do know, how did you learn those things? How did, if you could write out a list, which may be good for us to do sometime, how we please Yahweh, where do we get the content that would make up our list? Where do we get it from? Okay, where where does it originate? All right. If you feel that you don't need to know and you merely rely upon Holy Spirit to teach you as you go along about your journey, how do you know how to test and confirm what you sense and hear? So the same question, because people I've heard, I've had people tell me, listen, man, I'm a spirit-led man. I do what, what Holy Spirit tells me. But the question that has to be on the heels of that response is, how do you know what is the Holy Spirit? Well, Holy Spirit will teach you what Yeshua taught, and what Yeshua taught was what the Father commanded. And so we have to have a pattern in play that all of our, take every thought captive and what? We submit them. We submit them for consideration um, through a, a filter that does not originate in our own heart that is all mixed up and confused towards what? What is pleasing to the Father, okay? What do you test what you sense and hear according to, in order to know that what you feel, what you sense according to the Spirit, is trustworthy, and not merely your own heart's preference or potential error, okay? I'll be the first one to admit that that in many ways, I'm still very ignorant of how to offer to the Father what is pleasing and receivable in His sight. Um, I thought that I used to know, and maybe in some ways I did, but as I have confronted the doctrines that I inherited that would define how to do that, I've realized many of those things are not, not correct. Um, they're Christian-y, but they're not biblical. Many times those are very different. 
Um, he knows my heart is a constant phrase. Well, he knows my heart. He knows my heart. He knows my heart. We've talked about that here on the program through the community page a lot over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he knows your heart. And like, that's not always good for us. <laughs> that's the problem. He knows our heart. And a lot of times our heart is deceitfully wicked and it is leading us astray because we don't have a process at play in, in ongoing in our life where we know how to determine what is pleasing to the Father and how we walk in a manner pleasing to Him. It is not up to our own personal discretion. It must be according to the word of Elohim, where he has given us instruction on how to bring him glory, how to bring him honor, how to please him, how to bring a sacrifice to him, how to present ourselves to him in a manner that's pleasing to him, not to us. Okay? Many times those are different. I see this, he knows my heart, I would say, perpetuates the spirit of Cain. I see it all throughout much of the religious doctrine of Christianity. When, whenever I peer into my own life and what I used to understand and in many ways still retain in my life, um, we bring what we think is best, and surely a, a benevolent and kind father will receive our gift, our offering, right? Because it's almost like God is so desperate for worship is like this this modern doctrine that God is so desperate for worship, he'll take whatever we bring because, hey, he knows my heart. He knows I love him. Friend, that's dangerous territory right there, according to the Word. And let's get into some of the reasons of, of why I would say that. Um, Yeshua was the perfectly pleasing one, our, our one true example. We've talked about that here on the program also. Father didn't just know his heart was good, Okay. Father didn't just know that Abram's heart was good. These are individuals of faith, of true, absolute emptying themselves to attain and walk out the will of the Father in obedience, okay? Righteous deeds. That's what righteousness is. You're actually doing something to present yourself, what? In a manner pleasing, a, in a life of worship unto Yahweh Elohim, for he is deserving of our best, of what he desires, not just the best that we can muster up and bring to him because, hey, this is the best I could do. You know I love you, God. No, that is not a, a good way to approach the Father at all. Yeshua perfectly walked out what was modeled by others that preceded him by walking in the in this, what I would just call the Abrahamic pattern of, of surrender, of sojourning, of dependence upon the Father and Yeshua was, the, of course, the pinnacle perfect demonstration of this reality of what? A, a literal aroma that arose to the Father, and he just said, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. His life was this beautiful aroma of what? Pleasing worship unto the Father. And I want to be like that, don't you, friend? Perhaps we should say the sin of Nadab and Abihu, heard about those two guys, I'm sure. How did their strange fire offering go? In today's religious mindset, their grave error would seem completely acceptable on the front end if we didn't know what happened. Um, at least they were trying, right? The scriptures are full of endless examples of unacceptable worship and unacceptable living, okay? Strange fire worship is at every single turn right here and now. 
Everybody sings a song about how they love Jesus and how they love God's presence and how we just walk in, boldly approach the throne. You wear what you want. You say what you want. You do what you want. You make sure you get the touchy-feelies, and we enter God's presence, His holy presence, via plucking the correct strings on a guitar with the lights hanging just right to create this ambient, emotion-fueled environment where we think, well, we've been convinced that we're worshiping Yahweh in a manner pleasing to Him. I would say that's very dangerous ground, friend. We need to reconsider what we're doing. What if we could interview Ananias and Sapphira? What happened to them, again, on our side of the cross? Nothing's changed, my friend, <laughs> other than our loose living <laughs> that's covered with this amazing grace. I know a lot of people don't want to talk about this. Like, are you getting on to how I worship God? That's none of your business. Friend, it's all of our business because we're saying we're a corporate body bringing a, a life of worship unto Yahweh as a people. And this is what really is a dividing line about who are his people and who are not. There are a people who follow his commands and try to learn them like myself, which we're trying to learn his ways. I don't obey them all because I don't even know them. I'm ignorant. I'm learning what even is pleasing to my father. I'm learning now. Late in life, at 50 years old, I'm beginning to learn what, how to walk, what is his ways, what are his ways, and what are not. I'm learning them from scratch. No one ever told me. They told me to be like Jesus and you'll please God, but nobody ever told me how. Maybe you're in the same boat, friend. I know a dear brother in conclusion that every time he prays, every time he prays, he ends his prayer with this. Father, teach us to love what you love and to hate what you hate. And friend, that right there is a very good conclusion on this matter. This mindset allows us to know that a kingdom is coming. There are requirements. There are prerequisites. There, is, there are things that we need to be tending to now to be set apart righteous ones for the Father. And we've always been led to believe that the wicked and lazy servant that's put out of Yahweh's presence, out of the shepherd's presence, out of the king's presence. We've always been told that that's someone else because they just didn't get it or whatever. They didn't know Jesus. But friend, a lot of times I think the wicked and lazy servant is us. Because what if it's us? Because we've not given ourselves to know how to worship Yahweh in a manner pleasing to him. Let us show gratitude. Let us show true worship of Yahweh in a manner pleasing to Him, friend. You're watching the Path Design Podcast. We're rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you for tuning in. Join into the discussion online if you want to at our YouTube page, on Facebook, or over at pathdesign.com. Thank you for watching. Amen.